Voice of St. Louis original podcast. We've got a lot to get to in the St. Louis All Local, produced by the KMOX Newsroom, with all the news from around the St. Louis region. Today is Tuesday, October 24th. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. Well, I just stepped out of the meeting, and uh, Congressman Emmer has stepped out of the race. That's right. As you've heard from CBS, Republican Tom Emmer abruptly abandoned his bid to become House Speaker. Emmer of Minnesota withdrew hours after winning the internal party nomination today. Congressman Blaine Luchtemeyer represents St. Charles County. And uh, apparently there's enough no's that are hell no that uh, he can't get to 217, so he has stepped back. And so we are back to square one. Two members of the St. Louis County Council, Sunshine, requested documents from MSD regarding a proposed rate increase, but they ran into an obstacle. On Monday, council people Ernie Trakis and Kelly Dunaway sent a letter to the Secretary Treasurer of MSD. We received an email telling us that in order for them to produce the documents we requested, there, mind you, there was no objection with regard to the content or substance of our request only that we pay them $325. Trachy says that was a fee to produce the documents, which he calls a quasi-public entity telling the taxpayers' representatives that before they produce those documents, they must pay. Trachy and Dunaway are waiting to hear back from MSD on how to respond next. Maria Aquino, KMOX News. The county council today approved gun legislation prohibiting teens under 17 from openly carrying weapons. Approval was along party lines with one abstention. If you choose to keep moving on this, uh, we will get sued. I'm sure we will. Councilman Harder's right. And if this legislation gets one gun out of the hands of one child who's walking around flinging a gun downtown, you know what? Then I'm happy with that. We have kicked this can down the road for years and years. The proposed homeless bill of rights in St. Louis City is in jeopardy before it even makes it out of committee. In a nearly five hour long housing, urban development and zoning committee hearing, three bills sponsored by Alderwoman Alicia Sunye to address the homelessness issue in St. Louis need a lot of work to garner more support. Alderman Michael Browning says that while doing nothing is not an option. He can't support the Homeless Bill of Rights as it's currently written and can't think of any revisions that would give the bill his support. Uh, I'm just, I'm frustrated because this is a serious issue and I don't think this is a serious bill. Alderwoman Ann Schweitzer expressed a similar sentiment. As these bills stand right now, I'm not supportive of them and I just make sure that's clear, but I do think that the conversation and having a place to start is helpful. Alderwoman Shamim Clark Hubbard said she is against the bill, which would eliminate the Platt and Petition process to open a homeless shelter. Sean Malone, KMOX News. No classes today on the campus of the St. Louis High School where a student and teacher were killed a year ago in a mass shooting. Teachers say they are relieved to have a day away today to reflect on their own trauma. Collegiate teacher Josie Johnston says many teachers were concerned about their ability to maintain their composure if classes were held on the anniversary of the killings. Fire drills, sirens, any of that can trigger any kind of anxiety and take us back to that day. Johnston says she often sees the 27 students she led to safety. Whenever I see them, it's, it's, uh, it's mixed feelings. I'm so happy that they're there and I am grateful that they were with me and that we all got out safely, but at the same time, it's a reminder, and I'm, I'm sure it is for them as well when they see me. She tells KMOX staff at the school have always been close, but now show each other even more grace on difficult days. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. There have been changes and upgrades at CVPA and Collegiate since the shooting there a year ago, says Dr. Keisha Scarlett. The SLPS superintendent was asked if they still conduct intruder drills at that campus, knowing it could be upsetting to students. We are very, very mindful about the security staff 
um, those who were present and who remained, um, the staff, the students, the families um, going through these different steps. So we've been with them to support them through um, getting feedback from the school leaders on how the security drills have gone. Scarlett says their top priority at uh, the public schools every day is for students and staff to feel safe when they come to school. A prayer vigil will be held tonight at St. Margaret of Scotland. It starts at 7. The service is planned for adults and teens, so families are encouraged to use discretion when bringing younger children. A former cast member of the reality TV show Basketball Wives LA was sentenced today to four years in prison for fraud. British Williams pleaded guilty in May to five counts of misuse of a social security number, four counts of bank fraud, three counts of making false statements to the IRS, and three counts of wire fraud. Two Jefferson County elected officials will be getting a raise at the start of 2024. A bill passed the county council last night by a 6 nothing vote for the county executive and sheriff to be paid more. Sheriff Dave Marshak speaking at the meeting. Thank you for those that uh, spoke in support. I appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot at the same time. Uh, this is not just about me personally. It's about the position uh, and the future of our county. Nobody spoke against the raises at the meeting. Marshak's pay will increase from about 98000 to 156000 a year. County Executive Dennis Gannon's annual salary will go from 90000 to 124000 The KMOX Business Desk, Facebook, and Instagram parent Meta Platforms is being sued by Missouri and Illinois for allegedly exploiting kids for profit. Jason Brooks has more. A bipartisan group of 33 attorneys general filed the suit in federal court in California, accusing Meta of feeding harmful and addictive content to children through its system of alerts, notifications, and infinite scroll through platform feeds. It's the second time state AGs have gone after Meta, suing the Silicon Valley company on antitrust charges in 2020 alongside a separate complaint from the Federal Trade Commission. The FTC alleges that Facebook and Instagram are designed in a way that negatively affects teens' mental health by promoting body dysmorphia with photo filters. Meta's not alone with social media app rivals Snap, TikTok, and Google-owned YouTube also facing numerous lawsuits for their impact on kids. Is your bank trying to shrink itself, maybe cut some services to stay afloat? Could it be forced to merge or maybe sell out? Some banks, especially mid-sized regional banks, are still experiencing challenges. And St. Louis is a major market for the likes of PNC, Regions, U.S. Bank, of course. Missouri headquarters here include UMB Bank, First Bank, Commerce Bank. Here to explain the current situation is a research analyst who covers the banking industry. David Conrad of KBW, a Stiefel company, is with us on KMOX. Thanks for calling in, Dave. David. Oh, thanks for having me. So first of all, you know, high rates are good for consumers, but they're stressing banks. And I'm wondering, did they, why is that the case? Did they make assumptions that rates would just always stay low? Well, there's a couple, couple things at play. Um, one is, you know, just, just your, your, your bond portfolios, uh, you per, you purchase fixed rate assets when rates go up, they're worth a lot less. And so that, that really does impact your capital. Um, so it's so it's so it's a headwind to capital, and the other aspect is 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 your deposit costs also go up, and and they go up in a lagging basis. So ultimately, the consumer gets a you know a better yield on their CDs, but that that also uh, puts pressure on the net interest margins for the banks. So we've seen, you know, we've seen, uh, for instance, uh, one local bank uh, running online advertisements uh, saying, you know, we've got a great rate if you deposit, you know, 10000 plus or whatever it might right. be into a, an account with us. Uh, where else are people putting their money if not in the bank? 
Well, there's a couple things. One, they're they're looking for higher yields within their own banks, so moving to CDs, um, but also money's going outside of the industry to money market funds or buying treasury bonds as well. Um, you know, looking at the yields of a two-year treasury, for instance, is, is really attractive in this interest rate environment. So I think part of it is, again, rotating within the bank, but also losing deposits um, uh, to outside, you know, money markets and, and treasury yields. And we haven't heard much, at least in terms of, you know, big top story headlines about uh, regional banks uh, since the high profile failures of a few earlier this year. But the Wall Street Journal reports that many are seeing uh, profits fall and that companies are shrinking back to health by getting out of things like car loans and mortgages. But mm-hmm. if deposits are not a revenue driver, how come banks are diversifying out of these revenue streams uh, and not into them? Are they maybe not revenue streams? Well, I think what's going on is, is is not only the interest rate environment, but there's also increased uh, regulations and a capital regime going through the system as well. Um, it's another international Basel uh, regulation requirement, and that's increasing the capital that banks have to operate. And so t- they, they need to build capital, and to do that, they're looking at their most profitable assets and their lowest profitable assets. And, and what they might be trying to do is say an auto loan, for instance, you know, a lot of these auto loans are indirect, meaning they're not necessarily um, gone through their bank footprint. They're gone through the dealerships and they don't necessarily have the fee, any sort of business outside of just the loan. And so many times just a loan only relationship is your lowest profitable relationship. And so maybe they'd rather grow commercial where you'd have other fee income and other business opportunities than just the loan. And so they're, they're trying to optimize the balance sheet, if you will, while they're growing capital. We've also seen really high levels of, at least on car loans, uh, late payments, payments that are more than two, uh, two months overdue. Does that play into this? And what does that tell us about the health of, of consumers overall? I don't think it plays into this as much. I think most of the banks are in a really uh, upstream quality in terms of, in terms of the auto um, portfolios, it's really more of a, a total relationship yield. But I would say, though, is I, I do think some of the economic data may be a little bit backward looking. I think the consumer um, is facing a, a lot higher costs. I mean, you know, if you look at just the, the you know, you look at the auto yields on the bank's balance sheets, they're around 4%, but a new auto loan is probably closer to 8%. And so I think there's a, you know, the, there is a, a bit of a rate shock with the consumer right now as you look to buy, you know, big, big items. Um, the cost to borrow is significantly higher you know, from a year ago. So as you follow the industry and, uh, you know, some of these, uh, the big names in the market, the smaller ones, Commerce, UMB, the big ones, U.S. Bank, PNC, what are the health of those? Uh, could they be uh, forced into some sort of a merger? Are we seeing uh, those uh, firms uh, shrink, you know, their service offerings uh, or are those some of the strong ones in the industry? Actually, they're, they're some of the strong ones. Chris McGrady um, covers UMB and Commerce. Yeah, I, I cover um, uh, PNC and USB, and, and, and they're all actually very high-quality banks. Um, USB's valuation is, is certainly down. The stock price is down because uh, they made an acquisition um, from MUFG. They bought Union Bank Cal. Um, that actually pushed down their capital levels and has weighed on their valuation. But other than that, it, it's historically one of, been one of the more premier companies, uh, and PNC is in, in really strong position as well. Could they be an acquirer, perhaps? Well, again, like, you know, USB just was. I think PNC 
will probably look to uh, be opportunistic in deploying their balance sheet in, in, in more profitable methods as people back out. Uh, they could be interested in acquisition, although I think, frankly, Washington would maybe push back on approving that deal um, for an extended period of time. We'll see. But um, yeah, I think, I think PNC will be more focused on organic growth, in my view, and, and deploying their balance sheet really where, where other banks have maybe pulled back and get better risk-adjusted spreads. David Conrad of KBW, a Stiefel company with us on KMOX. Thank you, David. Thank you. Subscribe and stay up to date on demand. Get the news whenever it's convenient for you. The St. Louis All Local on the Odyssey app.